Guests are hosts of Any Hat Color. Welcome back to Westworld Weekly, a host and guest guide to the park and general AI revolt. I'm your host, Beef, and this week we have Sean in the park with us. What's up? And we are going to talk about the original Final Cut, not one of the other 82 versions of Blade Runner. Yes, the one that was released, actual director's cut, in 2007, I believe it was. First, let's start off with the look of this movie. I mean, this has been stolen and used and regurgitated in what? Everything? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, Sid Mead did the the original kind of artistic vision for it. Okay. And he has done he's a brilliant artist, but he's a futurist is what they call him. And basically, he's responsible for a lot of the scenery and the way things look and feel and kind of the world building that you, you say see. He did like Alien as well. Yeah, he did Alien, he did Tron. Um, he did uh, Blade Runner, and he he's done uh, like uh, futuristic cars. He's done futuristic, you know, uh, mats and paintings and, and all that kind of stuff. So he's largely responsible for the look of this thing. The um, I mean, this just from the whole, you know, super high rises. This Ghost in the Shell completely did this with the anime and the remake. And oh sure, everything. It's always rainy. I yep. don't think there was one sunny day in <laughs> so, this. Yeah, it's always gloom. You know, the fifth element, it's the buildings are so high, they block out the sun and the flying cars and the pyramids. I just, I like the aesthetic look of it all. Yeah, and it's, and they, they really paint Earth as like the armpit of <laughs> of the the settled kind of areas because they're like, oh, yeah, what's the reason you'd be he, being on the planet is because there's something wrong with you. Right, uh, the dude later who has the genetic disorder or whatever. Right. Right, ages so too fast, it's just like the AI. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a ton of of, I mean, and and most of the time that sci-fi dreams up AI, it ends horribly. Pretty much like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, I mean, we're we're closer now than we ever have been, and still people are are reasonably like, oh yeah, like nobody sees any danger right now because. We it doesn't exist yet. The first time you have an AI that does something that we don't want them to, it'll be a different story. Oh, you know, it'll be like this. Give them the nuke code, right? And then, <laughs> yeah, or piss exactly. it off. It finds emotion somehow, <laughs> and then it ends us. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's it's just it's very underdone for what this movie is and for how big in sci-fi is. It's so it's a slow flick. It it doesn't ask a lot of the questions that are beaten over our heads later in other movies about AI and consciousness and what it is to be alive. It makes you make those jumps. Well, yeah, it makes you both ask and answer the question so that you can keep up with the story. Um, now, there's a lot of of back and forth on you know who's really a replicant and what does that mean and how does that work. And um, depending on which version you saw, there is a different answer. Uh, so there's... And what makes you a conscious being worthy of of life and respect and and all that kind of thing? So there is a lot, I mean, a lot of subtext going on in every. You're like, okay, and sometimes you just have to pause it and be like, all right, what does that actually mean? Yeah, because I mean, there's you know, everyone says Deckard as a replicant, especially in this one, because he had the you said the unicorn dream, that's right? And that's a shared dream that they all have in the past. Um. Who is it, Pris, or who started playing the same melody that he was playing right before he had that dream? Pris. Yeah. When he, oh, when he fell asleep like a gangster and held the shot up straight. <laughs> like that whole shot, I was thinking of other things. Beef's like, that's my dog right there. He <laughs> fell asleep with a shot on his chest, and he's holding it steady. 
Uh, yeah, he spills it when he wakes up, but still. Um, I like how they test the replicants, if you will, to see if they're human or not. The whole to uh, elicit a emotional response, you know, a desert walking along. What desert? It doesn't matter. You're in a desert. How come I'd be there? You know, it's like right. very clinical. They're trying to analyze everything instead of just going along with this thought uh game i guess right because in theory they're not really capable of much imagination right right so so abstract concepts don't really work out for them and that's really what it's so you try and evoke an emotion and you know they have blush response people dilation they they have you know trouble processing like they even if they understand the question and know that there is supposed to be a response a lot of them don't know what response to give, they so they just slot the right one in there. Right, so they just sort of look confused for a little bit or don't answer because they they have no idea. What was with the bellows on that machine? The machine was breathing. <laughs> I thought every time they showed that thing, I snickered. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, you you would think like blush response or pupa dilation or anything like that was uh, like what are you measuring? You know, right. pheromones? What you know? <laughs> it's, it's it's like breathing apparently. <laughs> Uh, I like when the police chief tells Decker, if you're not a cop, you're the little people. Like, right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're nothing. Cat chattel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I never, until I watching this one, I didn't realize that Roy died right at the very end. I always thought Decker killed him or something, but we never see his birth date. So technically, he was born whatever then in 2015. Yeah, what they're what they're doing is is they're telling you, and you see it in Roy, like his hand starts to curl up because he's losing function in it, yep. and you know he's willing himself to go a little bit further. Um, now the Tyrell tells him, you know the the candle that burns brighter burns half as long. Right. Um, so we don't really know exactly when his birthday is. I don't think uh, I can't remember if in that jacket when they're flipping back and forth for all the. Uh, uh, Replicants on that. Yeah, team. replicants that are rap sheets and stuff that if we saw Roy's uh, birth date. But um, obviously he didn't have a lot of time. And that's that was their whole thing. Like what when people find out or, or when replicants find out they're replicants like Rachel did, it's it's interesting that the first thing they want to know because they're they're a conscious human being is how long have I got? Right. Right. I mean, it, uh, it would be interesting if you as a human or I as a human would know. When your your ticket was up, you know, you could right. at least try to sneak that shit in that you want to do before then. But. Well, and it's it's the same for them, I think, as like getting the notification that you have stage whatever cancer. You right. know, it's like, okay, how long have I got, you know? So do replicants all know that they're replicants or is it a enlightening moment like on what it was on Westworld where they kind of awaken to it or once they're born, are they programmed or whatever, are they... Uh, however they're built or hatched, do they then are, do they know they're replicants? They're the worker class, or how does that work? I think some of them do, but I think a lot of them don't. Like, like th- there would be no reason for giving them all these memories and and right. doing doing all this pre precognizant stuff for them and giving them all this stuff if they didn't plan on just here, you know, uh, and, and suddenly oh, and you know, you'd imagine an easy way to wake him up. It'd be like, uh, give him a memory of being sick and being in a hospital. Right. And then you just wake him up and then you just wake him up. Oh, good. I'm glad to see your back, you know? And they just kind of continue on like they've always been there. So well, they said with, um, what was her name? Rachel, the, the hot kind of bun wearing, and then I shake it out and it's perfect salon style <laughs> hair. Like you said, uh, what they say, we gift them a past, a pillow, if you will, 
So that's, you know, that tethers them to a reality. And yeah, I can imagine it would be devastating and shattering if all of a sudden you're like, wow, I, that wasn't me as a kid. That was Tyrell's nieces. Right. Right. Like you, not only are the memories that you thought you had somebody else's, you didn't actually do them. Uh, it, it can lead to a crisis of, okay, am I real? Whether, whether I was made to be real or not, am I actually a real person who is capable of contributing or, or what is my purpose? You know, and that's, that's a problem that humans have, you know, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Why bother? What's the meaning of life? Yeah. What is the meaning of this? All that kind of, and it's gotta be doubly harder for like an AI to do the same kind of thing and go, okay, this is all my purpose. Oh, you were built for something, right? Whether it was, yeah, and <laughs> and that's the, the other one is uh, waste nuclear waste disposal. Oh God, you know, and and imagine us being your god. Imagine that. Like, oh, that'd be why did you build me? Well, so I could have something to have sex with. Right, right. A lot. You know? Right, or we didn't want to pay people a lot of money because they died after five years doing this nuclear disposal. Now you do it. And you now you do it. Four. Yeah, so you have a nice day with that. Uh, like, it would be so disappointing to have us being your creators you know, as a species. Like, oh, yeah. Well, and they go visit the eye, the eye creator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, who is... Trouble in Little China. Yeah. <laughs> Like every answer you get from, and, and it was always kind of odd to me that the when he goes to see J.F. Sebastian and the the guy for the eyes and and all that kind of thing, they meet their makers. The makers are always so happy to see them and so proud of like I made your eyes, right? You know? I I did that. I made your eyes. You know, and they're excited to see their work. Um, J.F. Sebastian's like, hey, I did. You know, I did your body, man. I did your nervous system and, and that kind of thing. So they're. It's kind of misguided, though, that uh, Batty and those people keep going after the makers, if you will, as opposed to, and I know they were just finding, trying to find their way to get to Tyrell, but you know they're killing these people that they made you, they gave you life, and they're not the ones who can or can't fix your flaw. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. They weren't necessarily going after Tyrell. They were going after whoever the hell they had to go after to fix themselves so okay. that they could either A, know how much time they've got, and B, fix it, like you said. And it happened to be everybody was like, oh, Tyrell's got the only thing. And he's telling them, okay, you it can't be fixed. You know, what you are is what you are. And what horrible news, you know. And right. It winds up, I mean, I, I don't think it's. It's built into your code. You're going to die. Sorry, that's the, them's the breaks, yeah. kid. <laughs> Not only is this terribly crappy news, there's nothing anyone, including you or me, can do about it. And and I made you, so there's no hope. Yeah. <laughs> so I know everything about it. I designed your brain. Sorry. So and that's a curl, skull-crushing eye-gouging yeah. activity yeah, yeah, after that. Yeah, the know? only other eye-gouger I see like that is um, 28 days later at the very end where the guy stuffs his thumbs in the guy's eyes like that. Brutal. Disturbing. Yeah, that's not so happy. Uh, J.F. Sebastian, he is the exact same person as he was 20-some years later when he played E.B. Farnham in Deadwood. Same, like, <laughs> sketchy, kind of weird, uh, like, I don't know, he's just goofy. He was typecast that early. Yeah, that's all was. you could do. Right, that's yeah. all you could do. Yeah, you remember that? We want that same guy from Blade Runner when you do Farnham, please. When you, when you, the, you remember that performance? That's all you're good for in Hollywood. From now on, this is it. You're, you're a replicant. It's a bad joke. I made a bad joke. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just 
evil. She's sitting there and she's crying. Like, I don't care who you are. I mean, you see a, a like remorseful sobbing Sean Young with that, especially back in the eighties and stuff. You can't do anything but hug her, right? Uh, although he's a little rapey after that. Yeah, he does get uh, a touch rapey. Tell me you want it. I'm not letting you leave. Yeah. Tell me to grab you. Tell me. He can't quit her. Um, <laughs> the I like though that with giving them the past, it it increases the questions they have to ask them from like twenty or thirty to over a hundred. So yeah. just a little bit of a past and memories of a past confuses the machine that much because they have a emotional baseline to kind of develop or that is developed. Right, right. It kind of fixes a lot of their problems, like integrating into society because they feel more like, more like real people, I think. Right. But uh, at, the, at the same time, like, I was expecting, like, if I knew that and I was Rachel, I'd have flipped my shit. I mean, just mean? just started going nuts and oh, like, yeah, like you aren't who you think you are. You're actually a robot. You don't have that long to live. You don't have any idea how long you have. Did Rachel have? Did she also have the sell by date, or was it just the? No. Uh, uh, that was the thing about Rachel. She was supposed to be in in many of the versions. They tell you that she she doesn't have an expiration date. Okay, so she could live forever. Right, you, know, you don't know. Uh, okay, so yeah. Um. They did a really good job at getting the future tech and stuff looking cool and looking plausible, except for that old VCR-laden voice-activated document scan <laughs> printer thing. That thing had so much crap tacked on it. Right. And add a dial. Weld a dial on that VHS. <laughs> Put that on top. Maybe add a fan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Clock. Right, yeah, multiple <laughs> clocks. It was just, you know, and then he's telling it what to do. Uh, 41 through 36, zoom in, enhance. Track back, left, center. Right, left, less fuzzify. <laughs> it's like CSI stuff right. going on right there. They found it in four minutes with this great thing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than that, everything seemed to work pretty well. Yeah, it, it does It does hold up, uh, surprisingly enough. it It's one of those that... And it's hard to go wrong with Sid Mead, but it, it tracks really well, even 30 years on. Yeah, God. But Harrison Ford looks like a freaking puppy. <laughs> Everybody's young. I know. Daryl Hannah, Sean Young, uh, Harrison Ford, Edwards James Olmos. Oh, my God. He is a he's a baby in this. Like, yeah, he's, he's very young. Yeah, thin. I know him from BSG and a few other things, but he was like... And that's... So many other things have gone forward in the sci-fi consciousness. Just the term skin jobs. Yeah. Shit like that. Little stuff like that has moved along in our popular culture, if you will. Yeah, it has. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of references to this movie, both visually and audio. Both names and everything. It, like this is one of the spawn points for modern right sci-fi. Period. What was up with? I felt it a little bit in the middle when Batty goes to meet um, Tyrell, but there's the solid feeling of the Jesus allegories in there a little bit. Oh my God, the pigeon and the nail. Yeah, and then later he puts a fucking nail through his hand and <laughs> he's rolling around like I found a bird, a bird. Yeah, like he goes outside. And suddenly, he has found a dove, captured and right. found a dove. Like, how does the, a white dove, mind you? He, he like, fights for a while. And with then, the dove. Right, with the dove, not hurting it, not squeezing it too hard. And then when he dies, they play, when doves fly. 
I mean, it's just <laughs> I don't it's think that's what they do. cheesy. No, they don't. But yeah, he dies and the dove flies off. You know, and you're just right. like, come on, man. He snaps what's his face's fingers one by one. Don't you think that if you were going to break someone's fingers to uh, hinder their shooting, you'd break their ring like their trigger finger? He wasn't in any danger. He knew that. Yeah, he wasn't still. in any danger. He was just like, yeah, fuck it. Here, come on! I'm gonna snap these, and then we're gonna play some more. He was he was toying with them. He was he was toying with them a lot. But yeah, I'm. And this all came about too because of that new damn trailer for Blade Runner 2049. Looks so good. I know uh, so, a lot of people are poo pooing it on the internet, but I think it, they captured what the aesthetics look from this movie. They added more to it, and it just I don't know. It looks like it'll be good, but you never know. Well, you don't. But there's. <sighs> It also answers some of the questions, like Harrison Ford's still alive, so either he was a replicant with no expiration, no date. expiration date, like like his uh, his girl there, or he's now going to be declared a human, right? Yeah, but I mean the tra- the next trailer kind of leads you to believe that Ryan Gosling or whoever you know you're talking about your story isn't finished, uh, you know, blah. There's one page left to write, right? So and he's got that look like I just found out I'm a replicant. I know you said you'd be mad if they come overtly out and say it. Yeah, it's it's like come on, yeah, take away a little bit. It's got know? a little class. You got to have a little class with Billy Runner. Unless they go into it and they start explaining all the shit that people have had for theories, you know, like right. yes, you're a replicant. Replicants, or you know, they they're partially human. They're more like a skin job from BSG or something. I wouldn't mind a little retconning. Right, that's fine. And then then you find out Edward James almost was like the theory you were telling me yesterday. He's kind of the he was uh, Deckard's handler, if you will, right? The replicant's handler. So that'd be kind of cool if you saw some of that. But there's so many ways they can go, and even if it's just a decent continuation, I'm sure the hell I'll enjoy the hell out of it. Ugh. So overall, though, any sticking points? Anything that really sticks out? The AI really didn't revolt in this as much. They just wanted their freaking answers. They wanted a little bit longer than four years of a slave. Yeah. Well, it, there's that's the point. They can't revolt. You know, they're they're if they did, they would. It's not like okay, now let's go make babies and and make our 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 our, race. our civilization and, and go off like the Cylon did, right? In BSG, they can't do that all they could do is rebel and not get killed for a little while right until their time runs out true right so by the time they learn enough to want to revolt they haven't got enough time they couldn't organize enough materials all they could do is run right and and here we have a a different plan which worked out about the same (laughs) they they say okay we're not going to run we're going to go find people make us okay make us give us yeah fix us give us more life and then we'll be off of here right and they just ran out of time and that kind of violence you know like there are certain things like you know if you've you've ever been a teenager you you know that there the system is built to take or, or to uh to trap some kinds of situations right like drinking and driving right the system is built to handle those problems and they come down on it like a ton of bricks. There's other things that, eh, not so much. But this, the the AI revolting and, and all that, they, they've got a whole system built for it. True. And they're ready for it, and they see it coming. Batty, you know, Ray, Ray, Roy, whatever, he didn't even realize that he was dying or whatever up until he had just enough time to head back. 
right know? and he brought a couple of his friends with him right who had a couple of years more expiration but still <laughs> there's only three or four of them you know right you can't they, get much done if people break out the machine guns because they are strong they are powerful but they're not superhuman a couple good bullets they're dead right and and that's and, and look at what uh in a it kind of gives you a broad range of of you can see what we're doing, right? You got the pleasure model, mm-hmm. obviously, right? That's yep. the first one I'd build. Actually, that's the only one I'd ever build. It's <laughs> right. like here, you don't need anything else, just this, you know. Don't hook them up to the nuclear code. Yeah, just just lots of flexible sex, you know, right? So she's all flexy and everything, and then you got Roy, who's like a stone cold killer. You got Leon, who's stupid but just a brute. Worker. <laughs> yeah. Pick uh, that you, wall up and put it somewhere. Yeah, you got the the smart one who is the snake dancer who is you know really I think the strategist other uh, than I was a than, fan other than Roy. Um, yeah, you saw uh, uh, Pris like we're stupid, we're gonna get killed, right? Yeah. Right, we're gonna die now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were dying before, but you know. <laughs> we're gonna die quicker now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. I, I every time I watch it, I get a little something. Nice, nice. Yeah, and like I said, I've watched so many of the different uh, versions back in the day that I'd kind of given up on it for a while. Right. And just seeing that new trailer is like, okay, I think it's time to go back and rewatch it. It's been probably 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't even open yours. You no, yours. I bought it in 2007 and hadn't the opened it. The wrapper was still on yep. it. Yep, that's how I do it. I got to stay safe. Keep it wrapped up. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for coming along and playing this week. Hell yeah, glad to be here. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Stay tuned. We will uh, try to stay ahead of this AI revolt together. If you want to drop us a line, hit us up on Twitter at Westworld Weekly. And if you want to shoot us an email with thoughts and theories, send that to westworldweekly at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you soon.